What's up, Trash Talkers? Hey, coming to you with a special event, uh, an interview that Joe did, and we'll get into the details of that later. To explain what our page is all about with the veteran Trash Talk, we're here to prevent soldier suicide, to stop soldier suicide. It's probably not a realistic goal to end it completely, but it's something that's worth trying to do. We're also here to promote veteran businesses. We want to promote veteran businesses because when their businesses succeed, they hire more veterans. That also helps with category A, which is stop suicide. The third thing is to provide a platform for veterans to come together along with civilians so that civilians can help understand that they can come on here and they can share their stories. And we have asked many people to be brave. Some have been very brave. Some have come on and shared stories that haunt them at nighttime. And that has helped other veterans. The main thing is, is we need your support to promote the page, to give these veterans and the stories and the bravery that they're sharing, to get them the proper audience that they need and the help, the help that they can deliver. And for the civilians watching, remember, there's veterans in your neighborhood and they're silent, they're quiet, and a lot of them are hurting inside. So share this, support it, and everything goes to stop soldier suicide and everything goes, our effort, everything goes into the three things I just mentioned. Joe interviewed a brave, brave young warrior, uh, and he'll talk about that more. I talked about it in a soapbox a couple of trash talk hours ago about, is there sexual assault harassment in the military? Is there racism in the military? 100% yes, there is. The stats are, are pretty frightening that one out of 14 males will attempt or succeed in sexually assaulting somebody. Now that number doesn't seem very accurate, but again, it's assaulting men and women. One out of three women have, is, have a chance of being sexually assaulted in their life. One out of four men have a chance of being sexually assaulted in their life. When I talked about that to my formation, and like I said, I had about 200, 200 uh, soldiers in my formation, but 140 males. So the, I would tell them there's 10 of you. There's 10 of you in this formation right now, just by statistics. And we're going to find you. And we're going to hold you accountable. And I tell them all the time, if I find you, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you bad because you're not going to attack my family. And the soldiers and the veterans, they're our family. And we need to take care of them. And it starts from the inside. That's our quote. The beast is on the inside. Get it out so we can destroy it. The enemy is within our ranks. And the more and more we joke about it, the more and more we push off the training and how important it is, the more it just continues. So we have to attack it. We have to crush it. And I take it very personally. You won't hurt, you won't hurt my brothers and sisters. You're just not going to do it. And we're going to stop it. And there's lots of people out there who are struggling, who their rights, their a lot of the things were taken away from them, stripped away from them, and a lot of times by people who they respected, people who they thought were their friends, and it's absolutely freaking horrible. So without, without further ado, Joe, it's on you. Nick, that was absolutely spot on. It, it, it was, um, it covered almost every main point that I could cover, so I'm not going to say it twice, but what I took from it when I did this, um, this veteran came across my timeline I heard her story. I asked the person who introduced her to me if uh, she would talk to us um, because her story, it's terrifying to know that something that I loved, something that I signed up to do, you know, I, I like Nick and Dave, I met my, I met my brothers. We got this family. Everything's uh, 
we worked hard and good things happened for us to know that somebody came in and their experience was was what hers was is uh it was eye-opening to me i you know i i just i i think that i said it in the in the interview i think that there's two kinds of people when it comes to that there's the people that brush it off and don't want to talk about it and they're definitely the problem and then there's the people that's moral compass is so fine-tuned that they cannot believe something so horrible could happen to another human being. And when they think about it, it frightens them that it's possible. So they pretend it's the boogeyman and they push it away. And that's not wrong. You know, it's, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. I get, I get that feeling, but that doesn't help that. That's, that just continues the problem. Like Nick said, when, when they do this mandatory training and that's in everything, army, corporate, whatever they do that. And when people don't take that kind of stuff seriously, it does further the problem. Trauma is trauma. We aren't here to validate what trauma looks like because it didn't look like ours. It's a mental scar. It's a mental injury. It's like a fingerprint. Everybody affects differently. And courage is, courage is not, not being afraid. Courage is being afraid and moving forward. And uh, she was tremendously courageous. And she said that if there's one male or female soldier that comes out of this and gets help and gets some kind of justice or resolution because they saw me talk, then it was worth me doing it. And that's why she did it. This interview was very gritty. It was very tough. Um, I brought my family with me to support this veteran and they sat right next to her while she told this story. I was proud of them for that. And that's why I wanted to mention it. Um, but what I will say is if you have, however many minutes this interview took, to however many minutes this, her interview ends. If you have that amount of time, sit down and pay her the respect she deserves for having the courage to do something like this. Because if this helps somebody else come out and say, hey, this happened to me, how do I get help? She's already told me, I'm there for that person. Um, we will respect her privacy. We will not identify who this is because that is her wishes. But I can promise you, just like the story I told a few weeks ago about the soldier who committed suicide, unfortunately, this is all too real, no matter what uh, you want to think about it. Um, it's a problem. It's trauma. It le Trauma leads to suicide. And if we don't address MST just because we're combat veterans, that makes us hypocrites. And that's not what we are. We are here to take care of anybody that needs the help that they need. And uh, I'm not going to say anything further. I'm just going to let us roll into the interview Take a look and, and and try to really understand that there's other stuff going on that you didn't know. And um, it's unfortunate, but we're not we're not going to turn our back on a victim. And we're certainly not going to cover anything up. If it's a problem, we're going to talk about it. And we did. So um, that's all I got. So we're here with a very special veteran who has been through um quite a bit in her life and is, is, is still here and wants to send a message to anybody who's listening that they're not alone. It seems like something that people are uncomfortable talking about. And in my opinion, if it's something you don't want to talk about or don't want to address, you fall into one of two groups. One, you're either part of the problem, and I'm not saying that's who you are, or two, you're a good person who's moral compass cannot believe that such horrific things are happening so you don't want to believe that it's going on but unfortunately that's just not reality and that this kind of thing um 
does not have to stop you. It does not have to define you and does not have to, um, and the kind of person that you wanted to be, she's been through it and she's still here with us. So, uh, that being said, I guess the main, um, story or the main uh, topic, cause there are several that some we won't touch, but, um, was your time in Italy and, um, exactly how this situation came about and, um, what was done about it, how, how things, um, how things unfolded there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I got picked or how I got picked. Um, but there was five higher ranked officers who thought it would be fun to have fun with the need for at that time. And in my mind, I didn't want to believe that they could do what they said they were going to do to my career. Um, but they threatened my career a lot. Um, there was five of them. One night there were seven of them. But they would come to my house to be it. And Do things that you wouldn't want done to your your family members. Um, one night I was bound and gagged, and five of them beat me while they raped me. They programmed my cell phone to whenever it rang a Chinese ringtone, I was to be back at my house for whatever thing they were going to bring. Um, I got bite marks on me. I had bruises that were purple and green that I had to try and cover up for PT. Um, they never hit my face. They choked me and left a ring around my neck and told me if anyone asked, uh, a necklace was cutting me. Um... So, uh, I'm so very sorry that that burden was put on you and I, I, I can't, I can't express how, um, horrifying it is that that happens and it goes unnoticed because, um, it was by fate or by luck that we even came across each other's radar and I never would have heard that story. And I hate that I have to tell it. Well, my brothers and I, and they've all spoken to me. Um, about this said um, if she is courageous enough to do that then tell her she can have any platform on our show that she wants because it needs to have it needs to be spoken about and the fact that it makes some people uncomfortable well good good because it should it's it's an uncomfortable thing it, you, it's not something we should be comfortable with if there's a uh, you know uh, soldiers out there that this is happening to who feel they have no avenue who feel they you know they've it, it, it's, it's career suicide if they if they do something about it or, or live in that fear because you know that's the way predators uh, are they you know they don't, they don't wear labels they, they hide in plain sight and uh, when all this was finally over and said and done um, what kind of disciplinary action was taken or, or, or was there a need to speak of there wasn't any I was in a way too scared to admit it out loud that it had happened again. Mm -hmm. 
that somehow it happened. I mean, when I came forward, you got to remember 27 girls who came forward in one weekend from being raped. That's not to mention the ones that don't come forward because sure. we get told so many things and our career threatened. And even though we know in the back of our head, they really don't have that control. Mm -hmm. But the fear takes over. You get scared to come forward. One of them was one of the most loved first sergeants ever. And he was airborne. You know, like I was supposed to feel safe with him. He was first sergeant. Mm -hmm. You live in fear. My house is completely blocked. I've got alarms everywhere. My husband had a fence in our yard with privacy fence because I wouldn't walk outside. When I first got home, I didn't leave my house. I didn't feel safe. I went through the same things that I was doing in Italy. You take 6 to 12 showers hot just to think you can burn them off with you. You fear for your daughters that if it happened to me, it could happen to them. So when you get scared to come forward because of who they are, nothing happens to them. So you don't know how many other girls these guys were attacking. I think the worst one of all was when they hogtied me and gagged me and then took turns whipping me with a whip. I think that was the hardest. That was the one that I can't forget. I didn't let no one into my life when I came home. I blocked everybody out. Um, in 2014, I had had enough of living in fear, and I tried to kill myself. My kids weren't at home. They were, you know, all off with their friends. Um, my service dog was at my feet. And I had bottles of all my, you know, narcs with me, all the strong ones. And that was it. I was done. And somehow, another soldier found me and he saved me. And without him, I wouldn't be here. You know, I, when I go out in public, I don't know if I'm being watched, if someone's going to grab me or if someone's going to hurt me. Um, when I'm driving in my car at night, I'll look in the back seat and see one of them in my back seat. Like, I don't feel safe. Do I honestly believe that these guys are out there looking just for me? No. But I don't know who else is. If I couldn't have been safe in the military, where you think brothers and sisters look out for one another, then how are you supposed to trust the civilian world? Um, it's the extreme hypervigilance to make sure that your situation is safe and protected. My own husband, we've been together 14 years. He can't touch me without me saying it's okay. I have to be the one to initiate a hug. I have to be the one to initiate a kiss. I'm the one to have to initiate any physical contact. Because I can't stand having a man's hands on me. And people, you know, give, you know, oh, you're, y'all married, y'all must do this all the time. 
No. I won't even let my husband take a shower with me. He, if he comes in the room, the lights have to come off. We sleep in, we have a king size bed, but they're adjustable. Because I don't want to feel touched in the night. I don't want to put depression. You don't want anything unannounced no. to, to come in contact with you. My service dog sleeps in the middle of us. She beats the crap out of him. Mm. When she sleeps, because she just takes her leg like this. I can't thank you enough for for having the courage to come on here and and speak out about what it what happened because I think a lot of people will be uh, extremely shocked by that. I know that I am. It's it's it's. I know that bad things are happening, but to hear that story and to hear it told is. Um, if that's what it needs to happen to get people's attention, then I'm glad that we did this. Because you don't know if there's someone out there that it happened to. And they're just so scared to come forward. What would you say to somebody that is uh, in that position right now and and, and wants to come forward but is just uh, too scared to take that first step? Just do it. Just take that step. Don't let them get away with it. You know... Out of one of my rapes, I got my twins, and I kept them. What happens if all of those girls, 27 girls that came forward, what if all of us got pregnant by the same group? You know, you got to come forward, you got to make them go away. Yeah. And it don't matter the rank. And if anyone out there has been through it and needs somebody, you can have them contact me separately. I'll be there for him, no matter the hour. Well, I think I think the one the only thing that I want to address about what we're talking about, and uh, this is a big one for for my brothers and I because most of us have never served in a co-ed unit, um, and 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 things of things of this nature are just it's it's like uh, different planets us. So you just can't believe it's that that's happening. And some might think, well, you guys are military. You know, this, why are you doing the story about this? It's a black guy for the military. Well, this says the, the things we speak of and the events we're talking about, that's not my military. And it's not the military of any of my brothers. You know, it's the same things that's going on in this country right now. Just because you put a uniform on doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's what you do in that uniform that defines you and that's not my army. So I have no problem coming out and, and, and doing a video and making sure that things like this are exposed because, um, I would never, I would never be able to stay silent if I knew one of my soldiers was being hurt like that. So, um, once again, if somebody is going through something of this nature, we will not disrespect anyone's privacy. You can contact somebody. You can talk. You can have a voice, um, even if it's just us. But if this was an eye-opener, then good, because that's what it was intended to do. And uh, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome.